Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller here on a Tuesday, March 8th, delayed release of this show by a mile. <laughs> I ran out of day yesterday, you guys. I just ran out of day. I didn't have enough time to get everything done and needed to do some self-care. So I ducked into a motel up here in Hickory, North Carolina and slept in. So I apologize for the delay, but don't apologize for taking care of myself. You know, not only traveling all week last week and everything that goes with that, but then three intense and physical days at the seminar, I told somebody yesterday that I got my 10,000 steps per day in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the conference room. Why? Because it was a big, long, rectangle room, and I was running three cameras on opposite corners of the room. So I was making these laps all the time. Every time there was a break and a start and a stop and an adjusting this and doing that, and I literally, I've got a tracker watch, and I had 10,000 steps each day inside the room. Then you talk about the energy of the course itself. That is obviously a lot to digest. And then I had to get up pretty early Monday morning and catch a plane and then had errands to run and yada, yada, yada. I just had to go, oh, (laughs) okay, so let's talk about the astrology. Enough about that. I just like keeping you abreast of the travels. It's all part of the story of van life. This is what it's like. You know, I've got to go back and repack that thing now because All of my broadcast stuff, if you will, is in two travel bags. Well, now it has to go back in. I'm reorganizing again because I'm kind of packing to not be back for a while. So I have to do this one strategically. And then I'm making one other little adjustment at the storage unit that might, don't tell anybody, but might allow me to put the booth back up inside the storage unit. If I get that pulled off, oh, you'll see pictures, don't worry. But that's kind of what I'm playing with. So it looks like a few days here in Hickory to kind of work through all of that stuff. But let's talk about what's going on up in the sky. Not much. In fact, not much for the whole rest of this week. We have a void, of course, moon this morning. All right, you want these times? 9.34 a.m., void of course, in Taurus, goes void of course until 1.40 p.m., so what, about four hours, not that long, and then the moon, of course, enters Gemini. We don't have that much the whole rest of the week. Two big things that I would point out. One is tomorrow, Mercury leaves Aquarius, enters Pisces, That happens at 8.30 p.m. tomorrow night, East Coast time on all of these times. And then the sun conjuncts Neptune on Sunday morning. All right, so we'll talk about that later in the week. Here's where I just kind of wanted to go today. Because as I was getting up and just beginning to think about, okay, what are we going to talk about? And I've been keeping a corner out of my eye out on this news going on overseas, even though over the weekend... I didn't keep in touch with anything except what was going on right there then. And I see that things aren't going so well. So what I thought might be a good place to look would be the event chart of when Vladimir Putin announced the conflict. That was on February 24th at 5.45 a.m. Moscow time, Moscow, Russia. 
If you'd like to cast that chart and take a look, you can see exactly what I'm looking at. Now, for this, I'm going to go with the equal house system. And the reason I am is because Robert Glasscock has more than convinced me of its accuracy for nuances of things that we're looking at and exactly what I wanted to bring out here. Now, let's think about what we have in the sky. We have a still a big Capricorn stellium of the planets involved in this conflict, Pluto, Mars, and Venus. And at that time, they were located in the first house. Now, if you're in the Astrology 101 course, you know that the first house is an angular house. The first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth. Those are the power focal points of the chart. Now, we know that Vladimir Putin is not a conscious individual, and he is not seeking to live a conscious life, and he is certainly not interested in what planetary energies might do for him on the battlefield or in his life. That's obvious. However, he might want to get interested because what he did by announcing this then was put disaster in his first house. Now, let's clarify some terminology on this. I'm saying Putin as in. He owns this war, right? This is his deal. The event that I'm talking about is the beginning of this war. So everything has an event chart, right? So does this. That time is 545 on the 24th in Moscow. And he has Venus, Mars, and Pluto in an angular house. So that means that the not only that he launched it, okay, I get it, that you know that he that it was launched and that those planets were in the first house when it was launched. Okay, yes, that makes total sense. I'm talking about the outcome. How is this going to go? What is the likely result of doing this then? And I would say that it is quite negative for the event. And here's the interesting thing. So, in, and I'm not going to get too deep on this because we're really out of time now, but basically you have malefic and benefic planets when you're doing this electional astrology. And you divide it by, is it daytime or nighttime? Well, the time of this announcement is nighttime because the sun has not crossed the ascendant yet. So this is a nighttime chart. And in a nighttime chart, Saturn is the greater malefic. Mars is the lesser malefic. So you have Mars, a malefic, in the angular first house. That's like this event is all about the first house of the event. I'm not talking about Putin. I'm not talking about what's going to happen. I'm just saying as an event, right? As an event, it has Mars sitting in one of its most important houses. Bad deal. So where is the greater malefic? Saturn. It's in the second house. Money. This thing is going to cost him dearly. Money and possessions. And already, don't bet against astrology, already how many Russian military pieces of equipment have been destroyed? How many troops have been These are all possessions. These are all second house assets. And Saturn is in the second house. 
And you wouldn't want to launch a war with the sun in Pisces. I mean, wait at least until it's in Aries, right? And wait until Mars is in some kind of favorable aspect so that you get a at least a sextile with sun sextile Mars might be a better position to think about engaging in conflict. But all of that aside, and certainly if if I were at that table, I would be thinking of a thousand and one ways to talk him out of it. But if you, but this is just a very poorly cast beginning to this event. So we'll see what happens. Now, there is a dark side that came up in thinking about this because it originated with Mars conjoining Pluto in the first angular house. That, and we know this man is basically not mentally stable, that there could be some challenges from that that could be part of this conflict. So, yes, these wild attacks. So what have people mentioned? Obviously nuclear, obviously cyber attacks, and yes, all of those could be represented by this chart. So it has a positive side in that it's not going to go well for him, but we also have somebody who is not mentally stable, who could do some crazy things, and originate some additional conflict out of that first house. That's basically what I'm looking at here. All right. The good news is, for this week, there's not a lot of supporting energy to advance this war. So as we've seen, the convoy stuck, the process still ongoing, people trying to flee the country. I mean, this is one of those times to just send love to the Ukraine. Let me end on this. Here's a positive note. We've been doing this healing convergence on Facebook Live, basically on our podcast page, Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast Listeners on Facebook. You can find us there. It's public. It's a group, but you have to join it, but it's publicly to find. You can search it up. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and last Sunday, we did an amazing healing session. They're all recorded, so you can go back and watch last Sunday's replay if you'd like. You know, Dr. Emoto, who did the experiments with water under the microscope, and I'm in Hickory, and military planes fly this area periodically, and I've been interrupted twice during this podcast where I had to stop and pause because a military plane was flying over, just saying. Dr. Emoto did, uh, there was a post on Facebook that I saw last night before I went to bed, and I just thought this was so cool because we sent a lot of loving energy to one particular person in the group, and then, of course, to the world. And Dr. Emoto showed a molecule of water that had been remotely sent love, and it was this beautiful symmetry. So we can do it, folks. We can send love to the war and affect the molecules of its very structure. No war in history that I'm aware of has ever been fought, and I'm going to say metaphysically, outside of physicality, by a group of people sending love to the war. Maybe Vietnam, but we can certainly do that, and we can definitely affect its outcome. I believe that firmly. I went way too long today. How about if I give it back to you tomorrow? We'll balance them out. We'll not have a podcast tomorrow. We'll come back and wrap up the week Thursday and Friday, and that will give you back some of this time because really I'll just leave you with the Gemini and Moon 
Mercury doesn't move into Pisces until tomorrow night, so that will basically, Thursday will be the first full day of that. Moon is in the first quarter Thursday, so let's pick things back up then. I'll take a day off, and you can do the same, and we'll see you back here on Thursday. Have a great one. Thanks for listening a little extra today. Hope it helped. It's context, and we'll watch it unfold. I'm Thomas Miller, sending you love as well.